Welcome, 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 She Family. How are you? I am your host, Trish, and welcome to Pieces of She Podcast, where the she in uh, Pieces of She stands for shared human experience. I love talking to other human beings. I love um, getting to know their story and background and where they came from. I don't know if it's just me being nosy or just, I'm just connected. I feel connected to other human beings. So thank you so very much uh, for being here. Um, and you guys know, I always start off, off with tea time. My tea today says, you are my sunshine. All right. And the reason why I wore this shirt today is because our next guest is sunshine. I, I don't even know how else to explain it. <laughs> She's just a big ray of sunshine. I love it. And, and she just makes me feel good uh, when listening to her music um, and her band. So I cannot wait for you guys to um, meet her. And then we're going to, you know, get into this thing and uh, get her backstory and everything. So you guys know this is season eight. We are talking music. Um, I love music. I love all kinds of music from everywhere. And it just seemed fitting that I have a season on music because it's just what I do. So, um, well, without further ado, we will go ahead and bring in our guests so we can like get into this thing. Um, please help me welcome. Her name is Olivia K and her band is uh, the Parkers. So it's Olivia K and the Parkers. So, um, but we're talking to Olivia K today. I'm so excited to have her here and you guys please welcome. It's such a pleasure. <laughs> How are you? How are you? Welcome. I'm Welcome. so good, Trish. And I wanted to say, because when I didn't see tea until you like, were like, oh, the tea. And I was like, that's my whole, that's like my whole theme, you know, is being the sun, being the sunshine, letting your light shine bright. So I was like, yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, Listen, your smile, you're, you're just radiant. You you just exude sunshine and How do you, energy. by the way? So, you know, game you. recognized game. So All right. I received that. I received that. All right. So before we get started, I actually introduce um, every one of my guests with my famous five questions. So in order for us to get to know a little bit more about you and like kind of how where you're coming from, we'll answer these questions before we dive into this thing. Um, first question, where are you from? I'm from Brooklyn, New York. I am born and raised. I never left. That's, that's it. That's it. <laughs> all right. All right. Listen, what a wonderful place to be born in. So, so grateful. So grateful. Yes. Staying grateful about it all because it's, it's, <laughs> Yeah, everyone wants to come here, and I just got to come for free, so. Right? All right. Next question. One parent, were you raised in a one-parent, two-parent household? Grandmother, it takes a village? Yeah, <laughs> I was in a village household, and um, my mother, my grandmother, my uncle, at one point, at different points, like I had a cousin, I had a great aunt, my other aunt, and we're my family's Caribbean, so I had a lot of friends with the same background, so it felt very normal. I was like, oh, yeah, like I live with all these adults. Like, whatever, no big deal. <laughs> Good. What part of the Caribbean? 
Uh, my mom is from Guyana. Okay. Awesome. 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 All right. Next question. How many siblings do you have? And then where do you fall in the lineup? I am my mom's only child. Really? Um, yes. Um, okay. I, 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 I take that as a compliment. Thank you. Because I do like people do say like, oh no, like you strike me like you have uh, siblings. I was in our village setup. My cousin lived with us for four years and I was the eldest cousin. So I was, we were siblings and there was okay. two of us. So I was the eldest in that lineup. All right. Got it. Got it. All right. And then what living generation are you? Are you millennial, Gen X, Gen all I the gens? I think I'm technically a older millennial. Um, I was, uh, yeah, I came, I was in middle school in like the mid 2000s. So like that, I graduated, I graduated college like seven years ago. So yeah, I'm like. Almost so Melania would be born 1982 to 2001. Yeah. Millennia, that, yeah, perfect. Yeah, but I'm a, uh, uh, I'm a, in like in the middle of the a past. senior so millennial. <laughs> no, it's different. The vibe. It's the way what I you know. said to 82 to 2001. That's what, that's what I got off the internet today. That's mm -hmm. interesting. I just I do feel people in their like 20, early 20s, like 20 to 23, they are not the same 20 to 23 that I am familiar with. They are very, like, very self-aware in ways that I was just not and no one that I knew was. But also, strangely, also very, like, unable to tolerate, like, basic foolishness. They're like, oh, life is like, falling apart. Like, whatever. Get over it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know if that's You're a right. better response, but that's my response. <laughs> right, right. I think you guys got that because I'm I'm Gen X and I have a millennial daughter. Um, mm -hmm. And I think you guys kind of got that whatever from us because we're like, whatever. <laughs> so, well, yeah. that's life. Uh, yeah. you know, can't cry over everything. Right. And last question. What is your astrological sign? I am a Pisces. Pisces, really? Okay. Listen, of course I love Pisces. My daughter's a Pisces. I gotta love Pisces. See, big, <laughs> big, big, big child energy. We, I mean, I think we're we're really it's a cool sign big. I feel like we are full of so much and we can be so many things, but we're comfortable with that. Like we're like, oh, I'm just a lot of things, and people are like, that's very stressful. So like uh Albert Einstein, Nina Simone. There's a lot of, yeah, Nina Simone, February 21st, you know, of course, Eric Badu, um, Corinne Daly Ray. Like, these are all people yeah. just like energies. Actually, Steve Jobs is the Pisces. Really? Okay, yeah. I didn't know that. I, I wouldn't have pegged him as, as, as. You know what, though? That's the creative side. Like, I think it's mm -hmm. interesting. And I, this is my short thing because I love astrology. But my thing about um, sometimes being very creative, you have to be disciplined to get it done. And so you, I feel like there are two types of like creatives and there's one type that's like, let's just see what happens. And then there's sort of like this type that's like much more like I have a system, I have a process and this is how I'm going to do it. But it still requires like ingenuity and the ability to just think on your feet. And right. I think Steve Jobs is more of the like planned kind of person. Gotcha. He probably had type A parents. <laughs> that part. It's not just where you, it's not just when you were born, it's who you were born with. That's true. Absolutely. That's true. That's true. So listen, welcome again to the show. I'm so happy to have you. Um, first, let me just say this. I love your voice. 
I think it is amazing. Um, preparing for this interview, I had a chance to listen to, you know, some of your music and you remind me of like a cross between Macy Gray and Lauren Hill. Which yep, those are the two, two I usually get. Yep. Really? Oh <laughs> yes, my gosh. I well, do. listen. So, well, with that, who have been your, your influences? Um, Macy Gray is the one that's really funny because I did not listen to her growing up that much. My mom really liked her, but I just didn't really get into her. Um, but Lauren Hill was a huge, um, she was a huge, I think, person for me because she's a writer and a, not just a performer. Um, when I was young, I loved, let me be clear, I loved Michael Jackson. That was my guy. I was like obsessed. I was like, I knew every detail I could find on a, what was it called? Netscape. I looked it up on Netscape and I <laughs> yeah. found a GeoCities account <laughs> that just had a bunch of Michael Jackson facts. And I was like, I know them all. <laughs> um, so Michael Jackson is one of my huge influences, I think also as a performer, because I love to bring dance into my performances. So it's not just singing um, or playing an instrument. It's all, it's a very all encompassing experience. Um, so Michael Jackson, I would say Stevie Wonder, spent a lot of time listening to his music and just the energy of like that positivity, earth, wind and fire. Um, yes. Those are my, like, that's my, like, that's like, if, if I could be, if I like die and I'm like, I did it right. I was like, yeah, yeah. like I did it right. Um, and then on the other side, I think the more kind of like the more solo and sort of feminine energies, um, Erica Badu, Indiari. is a really yes. big one. That's, that's, that's mom right there. Like Indiari, right. me, I've been to her concert several times. I just love, I love her energy. I love her honesty. I love her spirituality. Mm -hmm. um, and I love also that she uses a lot of, acoustic instruments and it's very like she's the closest thing that i think neo soul did to folk music like playing guitar and, gotcha. playing flute and stuff. so i love her and but i listen to a lot of things i should say i'm caribbean so a lot of like dance hall and soca and different things calypso i grew up with that like that's the cleaning music mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and my neighbors <laughs> all from like Dominican Republic and Puerto Rico. So I grew up listening to a lot of bachata and a lot of salsa and like, so all of those things, I think it's very New York, which is like, right. it's, you know, the New York is the home of disco. And disco is like when you, is in many ways when you combine, you know, uh, the instruments from like a Latin band with mm -hmm. the sounds and vocals of, a, of like a soul R&B group and then like, you know, put it together with this flashy, you know, orchestral vibe and, and now you have it. And so I think very yeah. much like my, my musical taste is very influenced by growing up in New York and hearing all kinds of people and music around me. Yes. Well, I, let me just tell you, I can tell, I hear it all. I hear all the, all, everything you just, I hear it all in your music yeah. and I love it. Um, so listen, Olivia Kay, what does this K stand for? And is there any significance behind it? Yes. My middle name is starts with a K and it was, and it's Kira and it actually okay. means 
Daughter of the Sun. Ah, and, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like very funny because my mother just like, I don't know, like I cannot even find this. It's just bizarre. But like she found it in a baby book. I don't know. It was like Egyptian. And she was like, I love this. And right. she actually wanted to name me that as my first name. And then she decided not to because um, someone else who had a due date, the same due date as her, said, I love that name. Can I use it? And so my mom oh. said, yeah, go for it. Wow. Yeah, I know. That's kind of weird. <laughs> I was like, that's weird, but okay. But you know what? It was like it was meant to happen. Like Olivia means peaceful one. Mm. And um I strive. I, I don't think I strive too hard. Like, I don't have to fight very hard to be that way, but I am a very peaceful person. Um, but it's like peace and like brightness, like sunny days. Like, you know, there's sunny days. Yeah, like, yes. like that's me. All right. Listen, that's amazing. Your name fits you perfectly. Um, so how long have you been singing? How long have you been doing this thing? And then, and then, and then the band, how did the band even mm -hmm. happen? So I have been, I guess, okay, I could say professionally singing for 10-ish years. Okay. Um, I was, a, like, I started out um, in my teens performing in, uh, I, I would find these clubs that had singer-songwriter nights and, like, show up and mm -hmm. pop in, which is also very, uh, some of the people who did the same thing, the same locations, like um, Lady Gaga and, mm -hmm. uh, what's her name, Lana Del Rey. Those are both people who came up on the teen circuit of, of, of New York, which is very small because there's only a couple of uh, clubs that will let you play under 21. Yeah. So you have to like find them. Yeah. So um, I started out, but I mean, I've been playing music all my life. Um, I started singing. I started singing probably when I was about four or five and playing mm -hmm. piano when I was about the same age. Mm -hmm. And then, um, you know, Thank God for, you know, art schools, arts, you know, public school arts funding. I got to play in an orchestra. I played violin. Um, and then I taught myself guitar a few, like, years later. And then, um, and yeah, I sang a cappella. Like, I, did, I, knew, I knew very early that I wanted to be in music and I wanted to right. be a performer of some kind. And so I was like, I thought I was going to be a concert pianist. I was, yeah, I'm going to do that. And um but I just always, always knew that music was going to be my thing. Um, okay. And then I, I started my band right out of college. Um, I used to, so I love, I should say this, I love birthdays. I love birthdays. I love celebrating birthdays. It doesn't matter how old you're turning. I don't care. Like, every birthday is significant because it's so great that you're here. Like, right. I love it. Why not celebrate yourself? I love myself. I celebrate myself. <laughs> So I um and of I and course. I think we should love ourselves. Like I love my friends, I love my family, like I want right. to celebrate them and I love people. Um I always used to do a birthday party. And mm -hmm. so the year I came out of college, I wanted to throw a birthday party. And I decided instead of doing like a like just like a party, go to a DJ, I did a concert. And so I got together friends I knew from college and we did a bunch of covers and some of my um, songs and uh, songs that I had already written. And uh, we were in a rehearsal and we had such a good time that we kind of looked at each other, do you think we could like be in a band together? Do you think we'd do a band? Like, Cause it was like, I like doing this so much. We right. had so much fun. We're like, yeah, let's do that again. And then um, the other guy in the band, the drummer in the band, um, 
he was like, I got us a gig. And like, you got us a gig <laughs> at our college because I went to Columbia right. University. So our, yeah, he got us a gig at this wow. like event. And we're like, okay. And then we had to come up with this, all these different things. And we got really excited. And then, yeah, it took off from there. We That was 2015. And then okay. we recorded... Um, we recorded our first EP, Power, in like the end of 2015, and then we released yeah. it in 2016 on our own. We released yeah. it um, independently. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I know you had to come up with a lot of things, and including the name. So I want to know, the name, I love unique things. I love unique ways of expression. Tell me about how this name came into play, because there's, oh, an, there's, an, there's an inverted exclamation mark at the yes. beginning and then an exclamation yes. mark at the end. How did you come up with that? And then yes. who were the Parkers? Okay. So, okay. Like, so I should start by saying I love playing with bands, right? I am a, I perform by myself all the time. I'm a singer and songwriter. I can do that, but I love the energy that comes with other people being involved with you. Mm -hmm. So I, when the Parkers started, what happened was that the people who were in the band with me, Two of them, the, there was three of us all together. It was a keyboard player and it was a drummer. It was me. The keyboard player's last name was Parker. Right. The drum player's first name was Palmer, but everyone called him Parker. The people just kept, they couldn't get his name right. So they're like, oh yeah, Parker. And so I was just like, well, here are the Parkers. And and then, you know, the TV show maybe, the, the yes. which is like two black women. Right. I thought it was hilarious because it was two white guys. And they had never heard of the show before. So I'm like, to me, it was like an inside joke with myself. Like I thought it was hilarious and nobody really understood except for me. And I was just like, this is just really funny to me. So that's how the name came to be. And then this exclamation point. Um, so basically what happened, the first version of the band, everyone who was in the original band left. Like they went and did other things, you know. That's part of the thing about being a band leader is, you know, as a front woman, it's ultimately up to me whether the band lives or dies, right? Like mm -hmm, mm -hmm. there is no band without Olivia. But right. at the same time, sometimes people do have to leave and move on to their next thing. And you have to kind of figure out you have different eras, you know, or like moving with grace and figuring out who's going to do what. And like, maybe this is a chance to explore doing it this way or doing it that way. And mm -hmm. so um, uh, this most recent version of the band uh, has been like with the same kind of players and lineup for about two years. Okay. And so um, my music director and friend, Jesse, he and I were coming up with a lot of like the, we were like, okay, we're gonna get this whole thing together. Like it's time. We're we're gonna we're gonna do a logo. We're gonna do it this. So this is the logo, right? So it's like love like, it. Like, love it. Okay. This is actually based on my handwriting. Mm, okay. So I wrote it in like Sharpie. Right. And uh, uh, I kind of just wrote it out a bunch of times. And then our friend who is this designer was like, okay, great. And they just kind of turned it into this art. But one of the reasons we have this upside down exclamation point is because in Spanish, when you write something out with exclamation points, you actually need to put them both so that people know. Like, oh, so you're like, okay. like, if you were like, wow, like that's amazing. You would put exclamation point this and gotcha. then, wow, that's amazing. And then the, the close exclamation, sort of like how we have quotations, you have both. Yes. Yes. So I think a big part of why we did that was because it was really 
we both connected very much on like the Caribbean culture and Latino culture. And so for us, it gave this energy and this enthusiasm to, to it, but also kind of signals to people who understand like that global mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, mindset because I do speak Spanish and my friend Jesse also speaks Spanish. So we were both like, we want people to know that's what it is. And I know for myself that that's super important to me was like that people knew that this was not just one kind of thing. And it wasn't gotcha. meaning it it's, it's unique and original, but the combinations of things together are like very global mm -hmm. and diasporic, like African diasporic. Yes, so I wanted yes. people to know that in the logo that we created. Well, you guys nailed it, nailed it. Um, so listen, at first glance, uh, you can't help but notice that your your band is very diverse. It's 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 diverse, you know, as far as men, women, tall, short, you know, the whole thing. Um, and the music is diverse as well, because I hear the soul, I hear the R&B, I hear the gospel, I hear the rock, I you know, I hear it all. Yeah. Um, what genre would you say your music yeah, is? Yeah, I use the genre soul fusion. Love and it. that to me feels most accurate, because I think you're right. Like that's a part of it is that they are different things that you can hear at different times. But they are, I think they all are united by, I think, the soul aesthetic. Um, mm -hmm. And by that, I mean, like, you know, I grew up listening to, like, mm, I grew up listening to, like, The Temptations and The Shy Lights and The Ohio Players. And, you know, um, like, my mom's a baby boomer. So, and, like, Slave and Prince and, and of course, Michael Jackson and, right. you know, Anita Baker. And so there's this element that kind of comes with that history of music, the history of black music, um, mm -hmm. and that element of soul and spirituality being important. Yes. Um, yes. And, and for many of us, I think inescapable. Like I couldn't, I couldn't not write about spirit, spirituality if I tried. I couldn't not be the spiritual being that I am, it would just, it, it wouldn't work. I couldn't, I couldn't yeah. fake it, you know? And yeah. so that's something to reflect, you know, in, in how I call music too. I love it. I love it. And I love that everybody plays instruments, like real instruments, you know? Um, and I know you're a singer songwriter, but you also play instruments. So I think that's amazing. Um, and it sounds lovely. <laughs> um, we so make it for you. So that makes me so happy. I'm like, yeah. I listen, you you guys, the the foundation and the message that you 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 want to get out, it, it delivers on the other end. It does. Yeah. Um, but listen, let's get into some of this good music. It's Sunday. Um, and today is a great day for like good things. <laughs> yes. Yes, it and is. I want to play this feel good song of yours that I actually woke up to this morning and I've been in a good mood all day um so let's hear this song and we're gonna talk about about it and where it came from and what inspired it it's called good things y'all here we go Yeah, 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 yeah. 
deserve good things. You deserve good things. You deserve the best. You deserve good things. You deserve good things. You deserve good things. You deserve the best. There are days you're feeling low. It can be unbearable Feeling like nobody cares for you Voices coming to your mind All right, that's just a yes. little snippet, but let me yes. just tell you, I love it. It's amazing. It makes me feel good. And it makes me realize that yes i do deserve good things <laughs> so where did what inspired that song what where did it come from being in love is a hell of a drug let me just say that i'm gonna start there <laughs> um and being and loving it you know the thing about loving people is that you can see them you see them in a way they may not see themselves mm -hmm. and i was really really in love and this, my um my partner at the time he was just dealing with a lot of insecurities, just dealing with a lot of like, I don't deserve it. Like, you can do whatever you want. Cause you know, like bad things, like if things happen to me, like that's what I deserve. And I was like, that's really weird. Like he said that I was just like, that's really weird. Why would you say that? And I just remember we're like sitting outside, like looking at the stars and he's just like, yeah, like, you know, I just feel like it's whatever, like, you know, do whatever you want. Cause it's what, you know, like he, it was this sort of defeatist. I'm a victim to life. I don't deserve to have anything. And I was just so like blown away by that from, from my perspective. Cause I was like, how could you say that? You're yeah. like, like, you're a wonderful person. You are absolutely deserving of good things. Like what? And um, what? I was having my DMX moment. I'm sorry. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I was the, um, the keyboardist in my band, Nick Parker. He and I, we used to just write. Like we would go hang. We'd be like, "Hey, you want to like just hang and do some writing?" And he started playing this lick. Down, he was just playing this thing, and I was like, "I'm feeling it." And I put my my thing to it. I put some words to it, and then we kind of workshopped it. And then we end the song, sort of like like blew out wow. that way. And you know, I think what's crazy for me is I wrote that song about that particular person or for that particular person. And I, and I needed it more than anybody else. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, at the end of the song, y'all, y'all stay till the end. But at the end of the song, you know, I ask people to say that, like, I deserve good things, like to really right. claim it for yourself. And I just remember one day I was like playing it. I was uh, practicing it and round when I, like I had just written it and maybe I was like performing it out and I played it for my mother and my grandmother. And I'm, Perform, I'm like just playing it on the guitar just to give them a sense. And I start doing it and I, I start crying. I just start mm. crying because it hits me that strongly pretty much every time. And like, if you find, if you look through our videos, I'm always crying at the end of this song because it just, <laughs> I think every time it, it hits me newly, like, oh my God, think of all the things that I've just been letting myself not have or whatever, yeah. because I don't. Because subconsciously, I don't believe I deserve it. I can't handle gotcha. it too much for it and not enough for it, whatever it is, you know? So it, it's it's a gift that keeps giving to me, honestly. 
Yeah, I love it. Well, you're giving your gift to the world. So it's amazing. Um, that's definitely it added to my playlist and on Spotify. And believe me, that's going to be a keeper for sure. Um, your energy is amazing. Um, I was look at, looking at some of your performances. Uh, you guys were in Sony Hall. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> You, you have songs, listen, if you guys are listening, go on YouTube, find um, Olivia Kay and the Parkers, uh, their performance at Sony Hall, uh, the song Native, which I love. Yeah. That song is so unapologetically like New York. <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah, that Afro, beat, yeah. that Afro I love and other songs. And you're such a natural performer. Um, you're very authentic and matter of fact. Where did that come from? Shout out to my mama on that one. Like my mom was a my mom was a very she was a straight shooter. Yeah, and it used to embarrass me because I was like as a kid. What's that her sign? Very uncomfortable. She was a Libra. Okay, Libra. And she's very like it is what it is, and it ain't what it ain't. And you'd be like, oh, like and like you know like. People are not comfortable with that just in general, right. like that, that personality type of like, you're not going to, nope, nope. The, and, and people, but the thing was, she was so sweet also. Like she, it was just like mm -hmm. so many things at once. Beautiful woman, like beautiful, stunning, but also like kind hearted, but also like very strong will, like this is what it is. And so yeah. it's funny because as a child, I really didn't like that. And I like, was always like the opposite of that. If anything, I just would sort of retire and kind of hide and whatever. And, but as, but I found that on stage, I had this space. Mm. I always felt that way when I was a child. Like I felt like the stage, I wanted to be in TV. Like I wanted to be on like Barney and all those shows because I felt like it had nothing to do with anybody else. I just thought, oh, there's a place you can go where all the kids are happy. And like, you just go there and you could just be yourself and, or you could be anybody. You could be anything you want to be in that moment. And right. so for me, I think the stage, like stages in general, performing in general for me was really a place where I felt home um, as, as whoever I wanted to be that day. And um, mm. I, was, I was bullied a lot and, in mm. like elementary school. Yeah. And I really retreated, retreated into books and into, and into performing because those were the gotcha. two things where I felt like I had control. Because like, right. I have control over this, this world. And so I think that's a big part of it. Like, like you're seeing me really be comfortable. Like I feel really comfortable because yeah. for the longest time I was deeply uncomfortable with other people. Just like really? I felt like, I would never be. I, would I know. Never know that. I I know. I, I it seems know. Thank really God for your Libra mom. <laughs> Somebody ah, put, this, this actually is my daughter. She put those Libras said, in something um, crazy. <laughs> Hey girl, I hear you, fam. Like, I mean, my mama was a lot of things, but, but she was awesome. Like, she was an advocate. She was always an advocate. And yeah, if you didn't like it, that was too bad for you. But right. <laughs> she was like, well, that's how I feel about it. I love people like that. I do, because there's no guessing game. It is what it is, and it ain't what it ain't. <laughs> There's nothing else to say. I love it. I love it. So listen, your foundation seems to be heavily rooted in like your ancestors and spirituality. Um, how does such a diverse group of people like 
dive into that, mm. you know? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, you know, it's really, I, I think part of it is when people play with me and perform with me, I don't necessarily ask them to be like me, but I ask them to be true to themselves. And um, I do a lot of mental and like spiritual work before I go perform. Because mm-hmm. when I was a kid, my parents always used to say, because um, my dad is also, my dad is like a public speaker, speaks oh, to thousands wonderful. of people. So there's like, my parents are both like very like people, people. They're like, we're out, we're doing stuff, whatever, right? So um, I, but my dad would always tell me, close your eyes and imagine, always imagine how you want this performance to go. See okay. it from top to bottom. See it from beginning to end. See that moment you're going to look and you're going to smile and you're going to turn and you're going to do this. And that was that was a visualization technique that he used to use a lot. Yeah. And so I do that. Um, I also believe, too, when you're very strong in your belief, mm-hmm. typically, and if people are deciding to be on board with you, they will fall into line with where you're going. Um, I've never really had a problem with, people not being able to go where I'm going because they're so willing. People really, especially musicians, look, we got enough bad gigs, okay? People pay you barely enough money to play a lot of music and it's not that good. So mm-hmm. when you have, you know, the, the cause I've probably played with 40 musicians in the past six years. Gotcha. Um, and one of the things I, I learned and I hear from them, you know, in, in retrospect is that you know, they said, well, we like your music. We think it's really cool. And we like you. Like, we think you have great energy. So we're willing to do it because it's fun. Like, Love yeah, we it. get paid, but it's not like, it's not like we're, we're, we're still very early in our journey where yeah. like, we're not like falling out. Okay. Like we just got this gig not in yet. DC. Close. Yeah, exactly. We're almost there. We have this gig in DC and I'm like, how are we going to go there? <laughs> I'm like, cool. <laughs> how are we going to? get there though <laughs> which of the ways am i paying the money because it is not that much right now like like when you like look at the money you're like oh cool and then you're like oh wait transportation do they have to stay over somewhere oh shoot like like my brain was like new 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 level new questions you yes, know so yes. i think um yeah i think that's a big part of it is i'm very i'm very clear about who i am i'm very straightforward yes. and very honest and so if you don't like it, you just wouldn't come near me. You know what I mean? Yeah, like you just wouldn't yeah. do it. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah. How Saves many people are in the group now? Seven. How many people are in the band? Seven? Seven. Is that including, including you? Including okay. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So we have a horn section. Boop, 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 boop. Yes. Very great. Love them. I, I love the whole the whole thing. So listen, how did the pandemic or, and the lockdown affect your craft? Like, what did you guys do during that time? Um, how did that affect your performing and, and all of that? Oh, yeah. Well, here's some comedy. So at the very beginning of the pandemic, we were in the middle of a recording session. So we got the bulk of the recording done literally as the kind of like everything was shutting down. Right. Um, and because I think things shut down in New York like March 13th, somewhere in the March 15th time. And we did our last show on March 7th. We had recorded the week before that, I think. Mm-hmm. And 
we were doing like vocals. So we so we recorded the whole band, did everything. We did it live. We did it on tape. Wow. And which is very old school and yeah. it gives it a, gives it a particular energy. It gives it a vibe. And we you know we made that choice, did that, and then we went back into the studio and we're we're doing vocals until things started to get really crazy there too. And I was like, okay, but we got the majority of everything done. Um, and then because everything was so crazy, I moved to North Carolina, um, which is where my dad lives because all my roommates left. They were like, we're done, mm, bye. And I was like, yeah. oh, I'm in a four person apartment by myself and the rent is still due. And they were like, people paid, but then they were like, well, now we're not coming back. I'm like, okay, so we all have to move out. Yeah. And I had to ask myself, would I rather move in with people I'm not sure of in a time of like great confusion or just like literally relocate states? And I chose mm -hmm. relocate states. Very um, smart move. <laughs> it was. It really was. It, and it was a rest. Even for your mental, you know? It was. I mean, I've lived in New York all my life. I've been hustling since I learned the word hustle, which you can imagine. That was like third grade. I'm like, hustle. Okay. So I've been hustling for a very long time. I used to play in the subway. I used to like for, for rent. Like I would like I had been there. Okay. The yeah. the real the, the hustle and bustle of New York. I did it. And um, you know, I was in North Carolina for about seven, eight months and it was so quiet and I was at peace. And I was like, wait, I'm I'm at peace and everything is cool. Wow. Okay. We did and I mean personally, I I'm always busy. I'm always keeping busy. And so I, um, so me slowing down was I did a daily live stream mm, okay. of music. So I performed for like an hour and um, just to wake people up because I felt that people, I heard a lot of people around me dealing with depression and feeling very anxious, a lot of anxiety because this is a very stressful time. Like this yes. is, you don't know what's going to happen. People, you know, may be sick or dying. You may be sick or, you know, all that. And so I said, look, I'm not a doctor, but I know how to be, make people feel good. Yes. So I'm going to just make people feel good because if that's all I have to do, I can do that, you know? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so I did that um, and I did it. I did daily for about a month and then I, it was too much. Like <laughs> emotionally, it was like, oh, this is a lot of exhausting. Right. It was living like a strict schedule. I was like, okay, I gotta be on at 8 a.m. So I gotta did it like my whole life centered around it, which was great in a time of like what's going on. I was like, well, right. I have this to do. And sometimes people tip me too, and it was really special. And I mean, at one point I was on Facebook Live and like 14,000 people saw it. So wow. I touched a lot of lives and I'm really proud of that. Um, but I stopped doing it daily. I started doing it uh weekly. Yeah. I did it once a week and um, it just, I touched a lot of people. I met a lot of people connected, like created a lot of energy. And, um, and then we came back together. Well, we got in the studio myself and my producer, we got back in the studio in September to try and like finish this project. Cause we had done a fundraiser. We had raised like $11,000 and we were, we're trying Wonderful. to get everything going. 2020 was supposed to be my year. Do you understand? It was yes, my year. Yes, Things were supposed to pop yes. off. Things were supposed to pop off. And so we were like, we've done all the work. And then it was like, oh, everything's falling apart. So, you know, September rolled around and I came back to New York to do some finishing touches. Um, and uh, my mother got sick around the same time. And so she was diagnosed with stage four cancer. 
sorry. Um, yeah. And so basically my life went again. I was like, oh, I'm on this project. Oh, I'm just kidding. Everything I'm doing is changing again. Um, and I found myself coming back to New York to take care of my mom. Mm -hmm. And um, we finished everything. We finished the music. We played the music for my mom. My mom was like, you know, touched and cried. And I wasn't even there. My producer went to my mother's apartment and played it for really? her. Really? Yeah. Okay. Amazing. And so, cause he had finished it and like had finished doing it and came. And so my mom, like, cause we became a family. Like I lived yes. with my producer for three months, essentially. Two six week periods. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, our whole family was connected. Like I was living with his parents, like me, his mom, his dad. Like it was, just, we were watching Peaky Blinders on Netflix. Like it was, you know, it was really at times everyone who was on the project, the band, we were still keeping in touch. And one guy was in Brazil and one guy was here, you know. So we were, but the, the bond grew even stronger because the mm -hmm. commitment in the face of adversity, mm -hmm. you know, made such a difference. And um, yeah, so I found myself, you know, finishing up and I came back to see my mom and my mom, I got to I got to New York on November 14th and my mom passed away December 14th. Wow. So it wow. was like it was everything at once. Like when I yeah. say making music, it was like dealing with life. It was like yep. every it was everything at once. Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, I'll just tell you 2020 was uh, I think it was a time for everybody to self-reflect you know, regroup, uh, refocus. Um, and you were doing God's work because I'm going to just tell you that music is therapy and you helped a lot of people. And I appreciate that. And I wish, I wish I had stumbled on you then. <laughs> so I'll tag in one of those posts and, you know, you can get a vibe. It was a great time. I used to, I loved doing it. I just got to, when, when I had to go take care of my mom, it just, Yes. through everything for a loop. So I've been back in New York um, basically since that time yeah. because I ended up having to take care of her affairs. Right. And, you know, this that was a whole new world of stuff. A I was whole like, What's different happening? ball game. Yeah. This, that, where, what are you going to do with her things? Storage, this, that, like it's never ending set of things. And so I think yeah. it's, it's, um, you know, I, I it life has taken me in a lot of places I did not expect to go, mm -hmm. but I've come out of it knowing that I'm capable of so much more than I knew I was capable of. So yeah, yeah. Well, listen, now you have a guardian angel, and you know she's looking out for you. So she's like, it is what it is. <laughs> I <laughs> it told, is what it I told, is. <laughs> I told somebody because you know I've had a lot of really great press kind of happen recently in the past few months. Okay. I, said, I think I think my mom. Um, we were featured in the Gothamist, which is like a big New York um, uh, magazine, okay. you know, news source, like huge. Yeah. And 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 it's like in New York, that's very hard to do to get press because uh, there's thousands of people who play music. Right. You know, just right. that alone, plus people who are willing to pay for it, you know, all that stuff. But I said to them, I said, I think my mom is like in heaven. Like, hey, are you a marketer? Do you know my daughter? This is my daughter. Her name's Olivia. She's a great artist. Because that's what she did when I was alive. She would just go up to me and be like, you should hear my daughter. And like people would come to me like, your mom talked all about you. <laughs> I love 
love it. I love it. Well, listen, I think this is part of, of what you're speaking of. Um, I saw the Fire Escape concert that you guys did in yes. Harlem yes. back in September. Blew yes. my mind. I got yes. some video of it. I don't want to play it for everybody oh, because it was so freaking amazing. Um, let me see. Let me go to that. I love that. That was amazing. Here we go, guys. That song is going to be coming out soon, so you'll have oh, it. Oh, good, you good. No, is that time. part of the magazine you were talking about? Or yes, that, that was that was okay. the show that got covered. Yes, that was the show that good. got covered. It's really crazy. It was, and it really just like kind of blew my mind how many people love the experience. How many people also were like, I would throw water on them because I don't like noise. <laughs> What? You gotta love them. Yeah, no, it was if you if you go online, it's like very entertaining because there's a lot of people that couldn't be me. Now when I work, yeah, I love people because it's like you would never say that to my face, but I love that you said that on the internet where everyone can see. So, you know, That's a lot of comedy, but it was people also loved it. People were like, Wow, New York is the greatest. Like, I wish I was there. I miss New York. Like people were it was it was really special um because New York is such a big part of my, I don't know, my self-definition, my identity, and also like my, just my, what I rep out in the world. So I yeah. love, I love that, you know, it could be connected to something so New York and be like, wow, that's crazy. Only in New York. <laughs> I would have paid money to sit out there and watch that live for sure. For You sure. could have gone for free. It was <laughs> free 99. It was a hundred percent free. And like, we had like set, I don't know if there's any video, but there, or maybe there are pictures, but there were like a smooth 60 to 70 people standing there. Wow. And like cars were stopping, like people and buses were like leaning out. Like people were even, so there were people there and then there were people across the street because it's right across the street from Central Park. Yeah. So people across the street from Central Park were all like, like walking with their bikes. Like what, what's happening? <laughs> I love it, love it, love it. Well, listen, I was reading about the Sankofa project. Mm. I'm not exactly, what is the Sankofa project? Yes. Are you guys working on yes. that? What's, oh. what's that all about? Absolutely. Sankofa is a Ghanaian word that means, it, it literally means go back and get it. Mm -hmm. like, and there's a bird that does it. It has like a neck thing and it goes, I can't do it, but it, it like can look behind itself too. Yep. And so the idea is that um, we, we are all, we, if you want to move forward, you have to look back. You have to be able to like make your peace with your past. Um, right. and so without, you know, without that, you just, as people always say, history repeats itself, you know, do you learn from what you've done? And so 
the main piece of the Sankofa project was to go back to everything that I had done that we had performed as a band because we've been performing live for you know five years in New York, but none of that music was available to folks. And so gotcha. we wanted to really take that music and then like re like like record it as as the band is right now. Yeah. And then get it out to the world because the world deserves to hear it. Um and you know it's a deeper symbol symbol symbolically for me because it it meant that I was also going back to myself, like returning mm. to myself because I'd had a lot of crazy things happen and had been very lost and sort of like spinning my wheels. And mm-hmm. so I was, it was, it was an opportunity to really just say, I am claiming myself. I'm going back to myself. I know myself. I love myself. And I'm going to bring her back out to the world as, as it's, as it's deserved. I love it and when is the sankofa project coming out it will be coming out at the top of 2022 so coming out in january i'm super excited the date's not officially set this is what happens when you're an independent person right you're like oh like i could release it tomorrow i could also release it ever so so we will be releasing it for sure um i believe in the middle of january um but more more on that soon Perfect, perfect, perfect. That's amazing. Um, I love it. I'm, I'm, I can't wait to hear it. And then hopefully you'll come back on and, I don't know, maybe bring yeah. it back. <laughs> would love that. Um, so listen, before we get out of here, I was stalking your page a little bit. And I saw cool. that you were in my neck of the woods. Uh, I, I'm here in Las Vegas. And I, I saw that you were in Vegas like earlier this month. What, what the I heck sure were you doing was. here? Was that business or pleasure? Pleasure it was a ple- it pleasure yeah. business. As that's the thing when when you work in the entertainment business, everything is pleasure business. Everything's a little bit work because you're like, oh, I'm at a music event, so am I doing work or am I just here to have fun? But like, even in the having fun, I'm like looking and thinking. So I um I bought this ticket to Dane Vegas Festival, um, literally in yes. March. Had no plan. Had never done a solo festival trip was like, I'm just going to buy this ticket. And I said to myself, I'm going to buy this ticket and maybe someone will want to come with me, like a friend or something. And I just never, never, like that never materialized. I never like, was like I got to get to my, I was like, you know, what? nope, I'm going to go anyway. Me, myself and I is going to go. Um, yeah. Because I also think it's a really beautiful, empowering moment to mm-hmm. go out into the world by yourself. Um not to like, you know, I, I'm all about safety, you know, but it's more so it's like I can be out in the world on my own terms. Um, and so I went to day in Vegas. I saw Kendrick Lamar yeah. and Thundercat and a bunch of people. Um, and I got to think about their performances and how one delivers a performance, you know. Um, and then I saw Sting and I was his last night at the Coliseum at Caesars Palace. And I was like living, I was living. I was definitely the youngest person by like 20 years. I was living, like me, myself and I was jumping around, like losing my mind because I grew up listening to Sting with my mom. She loved the police, we loved the police. And I was just, king of pain. Like I was just going, I was really living and I, I was so inspired, you know, to be 
that kind of connection with an audience, that kind of command over yourself and your audience, but mm -hmm. the ability to make it feel like it's interactive, like that's all my jams. I was very, very excited. I'm sure. Yeah. I love them. Um, grew up, same thing. Um, and I probably had that same experience you had. I went to uh, a Daryl Hall and John Oates concert. Oh my God. It Wait, was same, crazy. but what year? <laughs> we were on tour for a while. I went in like 2015, 2016. About then. Yep. It was here at, in, in Vegas. Yeah, they Amazing. came to uh, whatever I think it was Madison Square Garden or something. Were they with like, the We're going. For <laughs> Me and my band. Let's go see <laughs> Dale Hall and John Oates. That's exactly. Yes, they were with uh, Tears for Fears, so that was even. I, I was in. Yes. I was in a whole different yes. place. <laughs> yes. So, yes. So I know uh, you had to been. I, I would be the same way with Sting. So. I was, I was living. I was living. I also got to, I went to Omega Mart. <laughs> um, okay. That was cool. Like I love art. So just cool, weird, funky stuff. Like that's my jam. And I had such a good, I, I really enjoyed Vegas. I enjoyed everyone good. who was out with me. I enjoyed everyone I interacted with from Vegas. It just, it was really good. It was really good energy. And I didn't hang out too much on the strip. I did one day I went to the, the link and I walked around yes. and there was some like tequila bar. And I was like, tequila bar, but like for the music, because they were playing loud music. And I was like, yes, Area 51. That's right. Oh, That's good. it. It was dope. <laughs> it was so dope. I was like, this is crazy. Is this just a club with, <laughs> with a museum inside? Like, what's happening? <laughs> it was amazing. I had such a good time. Um, and then I, yeah, I went to I went to the link and there was this tequila bar and they were playing just like loud bachata and salsa and reggaeton and like everything latin and that i was just like i'm living i was just dancing by myself outside so happy because it doesn't take a lot to to make myself happy so well i'm glad you had fun um you. you looked like you had fun and um and i'm sure the weather was amazing because it's still 68 degrees here what what is it there right now where you at right now um let me look hold on i don't want to say is there really snow hurts. on the ground yet or it no? hurts my feelings but um <laughs> gonna say it is oh actually today it's 54 right now oh, not which too is bad. cute not too which bad. is cute but like it goes to 30 real fast so it's not it's like cute. like don't be grateful for that because it's just it's just all it's like a fake out you're like oh oh i'm gonna be cute oh, oh no no it's freezing now so like new york is a land of layers you just wear like four or five layers and you're like okay take it off put it back on take it off put it back on. that's funny funny well, listen, you have been amazing. I love your story. I love your music. I love everything about you. Um, I really, really do. Before we get out of here, what is a fun fact about Miss Olivia Kay that some mm. people may not know? A fun fact. I, like there are facts, but then there are fun <laughs> facts. Um, what's a fun fact? I mean, I, I mean, I have plenty of facts. We'll just pick a fact and we'll... Make it fun, right? All right. All right. <laughs> you make it fun. Um, I let's see about this. Up. Wow, there's just like so many random things. Like you know, you're like you look at your like that's super random. Um, <laughs> fun fact about me: I the the thing that comes to mind. I'm like I'm not the one. Fun fact, but that's not what I'm telling you. I'm so sorry. I okay. All right, all right. Here we go. So the fun fact 
is that I have like a plan for my whole life. Like I have like okay. a like a like a like a okay by at this age I want to do this and do that, right? And it is my plan that when I'm 55 that I will become a comedian. And because okay. my plan is to have a great music career. Everyone's like, oh, Olivia is so dope, blah, blah, blah. We love her. <laughs> you know, she writes with all these great people and she's singing and doing the things. But when I hit 55, I'm just not going to give a what, a you know what. And I'm going to just be like, here are all the thoughts I've been thinking this whole time. <laughs> and everyone will just be like, oh, where? And I'm like, Yes, like I've been because I'm very, I'm very nice, but I also I'm not stupid, so I can right? see things. I'm like y'all tripping, you know what I mean? But I, so you just I don't say them. Like, if I don't say them, I just say them nicely. I'm like, girl, that's not it. Oh, like, gotcha. I really need, girl, you're hot ass mess. You need to chill out. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I can really get into it, but I just I choose to be gracious. I'm like, well, that is so I'll good. Go, I, I I'm known for I'll go like well. <laughs> just like a, well. there's, a lot in that, there's a lot encompassed in that well yeah it's like an auntie like an old auntie she's like hmm like that hmm and you can hear everything she's like how old are you who raised you who's that uh, 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 where are your kids why don't they know how to behave comb their hair like there's so many things she thought that she said hmm <laughs> <laughs> I say I am. Um, she says you're funny. She <laughs> can totally Thank see you. That. <laughs> I, I am definitely the straight shooter. I'm the one that's gonna say, "What is that?" <laughs> like I'm gonna say that. <laughs> so I think that's why I don't have gray hair. I don't have gray hairs because I just say all the shit. I just hey, easy policy. People don't always love it, but it sure cuts it. It cuts to the chase. You don't have to waste time. You know what I'm saying? Yes, yes, yes. Um, so listen, thank you so much for thank being you. our guest today. Really um, where are you? Are you performing anywhere soon? Any? I will be. Soon? I'm performing in. I well, actually, I'm not at liberty to say, but I will be performing in DC okay. in the next couple of weeks, Perfect. and then I am performing back in New York on. December 16th. It's going to be my last show. Okay. I'm partnering with a cannabis group and I'm like, okay. sure, I don't even Let's smoke do weed, it. but that's cool. I'm, I'm all about people enjoying their lives. And if that's enjoying your life, then let's roll. So <laughs> we're going to do a whole show, have the whole band out and uh, celebrate, celebrate the end of a very interesting year. And interesting is a good word. <laughs> Inter interesting is my dad's. Hmm, he's like, interesting. And I'm like, I know what you're thinking, <laughs> but interesting. Well, love it, love it, love it. You guys, listen, stream um, Olivia K and the Parkers on Spotify and other digital platforms. I'm sure in January when the Sankofa project is released, listen, do it, do the thing. Going crazy over here. I'm going um, to see I'm hitting stuff. I'm not supposed yes. to be hitting, hitting myself. I'm sorry. So Follow excited. them on Instagram, you. YouTube, and Facebook at Olivia K and the Parkers. And listen, go to www.oliviakandtheparkers.com. You can get merch. You see that nice, cool merch shirt that I'm going to get me one. That merch, you can get some download music, you know, hear the story. 
Um, amazing, amazing. You guys are so great. Definitely. I want you guys to come back the whole band. Right? <laughs> yeah. I, I want to come back the whole band too. It's like, let's, let's put that in the ether. Hey guys, it's me, Olivia. It's your girl, Olivia back again to ask you <laughs> put, put the whole band up. We talking like 5k, something nice. So we can just all go out there and have a good time. Yes. yes. Hey, that's there. That's done. That's a done put deal. it in there. It's done. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, of course, follow uh, me at pieces.of.she on Instagram, on Twitter at uh, piecesofshe1. Um, if you want to be on the show, I got one more show to do in music, and then I'm taking a break before my next season. Um, email well, me yeah. at trish at piecesofshe.com. Let's do it. Um, Olivia, you're so amazing. Is there anything you want to say before we get out of here? Y'all be blessed. Don't let nobody steal your joy. Don't let nobody steal your angry, neither. Feel whatever you be feeling and, and just, but just let it out, let it go, and then let God. Woo! <laughs> yes. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Until next time. Until next time. <laughs>